0: What's up, Re Praise your family. We are back with another Bible study message for you. And as most of you all know, we are in our week of fasting and prayer that started at the top of the new year, 2023. And this is a message by Jorian Wilson, which was a precursor message into our week of fasting and prayer. And in his message, he is talking about the benefits of fasting. So we truly hope and pray that after hearing this message, that it resonates with you, it empowers you, and it gives you the necessary encouragement that you need on this week of fasting and prayer so what we want to what i hope for us to answer today is what are the benefits of fasting why should i fast what does it benefit me to fast right i think the answer for us lies in a particular passage of scripture which has already been mentioned today found in matthew chapter 4 right and in matthew chapter 4 uh this is right before jesus beginning his public ministry And we will see in Matthew chapter 3 that John the Baptist has prepared the way for Jesus. He's kind of been the forerunner, the one who's announcing the coming of Jesus. And also in Matthew chapter 3, we see Jesus is baptized, which leads us to Matthew chapter 4, which the title of this piece of text is, The Temptation of Jesus. So I'll be reading Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 here. And it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During this time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus replied, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. showed him all the kingdoms of the world. He said, I will give all of it to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Jesus responds, get out of here, devil. He said, get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away, and the angels came and took care of Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Yahweh, as we begin to delve into this word today. We ask that you would meet us here, Lord, that you would open our hearts and minds to whatever it is that you want us to know, experience, uh, and grow from this message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So during our time today, I want to share just a few observations that I've gotten from this text as I've been studying. So when we open up this text, right, we got to put a pen at verse one, right? Verse one, it says that then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. And as I've read this text many a times, this always stands out to me because it says that the spirit led Jesus to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And I feel like this is such a tough piece of scripture and text because as we start to think about what it's saying, right? That it's saying that the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted, right? When I think about being led by the spirit, I don't think about being led by the spirit to go and be tempted by the devil. I think about like Psalms 23, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He leads me beside the green pastures; He leads me beside still waters, right? That's the type of living that I think about when I think about the Holy Spirit. But here it's talking about him being led into the wilderness to be tempted by the spirit. And if this is the case, there's two things that have to be true about this, right? Firstly, we know that if he was led by the spirit into the wilderness, one, the spirit was with him. Two, we also have to understand that if he was led by the Spirit into wilderness, there was something that he had to be developed within Jesus while he was being led to be tempted. So as we move forward into our text, right, it says for 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became hungry. And I don't know how you all read the Bible, but I read it like my, my personality myself. And so I don't know about you all, but obviously Jesus was hungry. Brother has been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, right? If I fast for six hours, I'm hungry. So surely Jesus was hungry after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So that's an obvious, but also I feel like there's only one sentence here that talks about him fasting, right? So it only says that he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. It doesn't say anything else about fasting. And what I think I, we take away from this is that God wants us to understand what the results of fasting are, the outcome, the benefits of fasting, right? Not necessarily uh, delving much into the artist part of the fast, right? How hard it is, but He wants us to understand what are the benefits. If you look at other passages of scripture, right, when people are fasting, it doesn't talk much about what their fast was, how their fast. It just says they fasted, and then it talks about what was the outcome. And so, what I want us to focus on are the results and the benefits of fasting today. So we'll find these, there's three benefits that I think that this scripture highlights from the life of Jesus, right? So we see that when Jesus would be at his weakest physically because he's hungry, right? He's starving. We see that he's spiritually at his strongest. So as we jump back into the text, we look at Matthew 4 verses 3 through 4. It says that during the time During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We see that in these verses, Satan tries to hit Jesus with a two piece, right? But like Muhammad Ali, you know, he's untouchable. So Satan challenges first Jesus's identity, right? He says, if you are the son of God, right? He's challenging who he is, but Jesus is confident in his identity already, so it doesn't shake him. But secondly, we see that Satan tries to attack where he's weakest, right? He knows that Jesus is hungry. He knows Jesus has been fasting, so he tries to tempt him by uh, saying that he should create loaves of bread from some stones, right? But we see that Jesus comes back with this fire rebuttal, and he says that man does not live by bread, but by Every word from the mouth of God. And if we look at the context of this scripture that Jesus is quoting, right, I like how I said earlier that Jesus knew exactly what scripture to use and when to use it. This scripture comes from the Old Testament, where the Israelites are wandering in the wilderness and they didn't have any food, right? It says that God put them through that experience so that they would know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And likewise, we see that as Jesus is fasting, he's mindful of this scripture and is sustaining him despite the hunger that his physical body is experiencing. So we know that firstly, one of the benefits of fasting is that we gain spiritual strength. We see that Jesus is exhibiting spiritual strength in the way that he responds, right? Knowing that he has the power to do exactly what the devil is tempting him to do, he chooses to refute the devil with scripture so we see that his spiritual strength has been built up through his time of fasting moving forward in our passage right we look at verses five through seven it says then the devil took him to the holy city of jerusalem to the highest point of them and said you are the son of God Scriptures say that order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus Father, the scriptures say, you must not test the Lord your God. Here again, we see that the devil is challenging Jesus's identity, right? We see him challenges his identity, but furthermore, what should really stand out to us if we're paying attention, right, is The idea that Satan is quoting scripture here. To me, this has always blown my mind, but it's a a very harsh reminder to each of us that our enemy, the devil, he knows the scripture, he knows the Bible, and likely he knows it better than we do ourselves. This leads us to the second point, if you're taking notes, right? The second point is this, that when we fast, fast, when we fast, fasting helps us to have a discernment for the voice of God. When we fast, it gives us clarity to discern the voice of God from the voice of everything else, right? When you are starving your flesh and you tune out that to honor God, to seek him, we can more clearly hear what God is trying to speak to us, what he may be trying to reveal to us, and where he may be trying to take us. So firstly, we saw that Jesus during his time of fasting has built up spiritual strength. Secondly, we see that he has a clarity to discern the voice of God. And lastly, as we look at this section this last section of text, it tells us that next the devil took him to the peak of every of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. He said to him, "I will give you All of this, he said, if you kneel down and worship me. Jesus responds, get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. A couple of things I want us to get from this last portion of the text today. One, Satan offers Jesus all the kingdoms of the world, right? And what I always find, when I read this is that Jesus doesn't rebuttal and say that he can't do that. The devil offers him the whole world, all the kingdoms, and Jesus never says anything that he didn't have the power or the authority to do that. Secondly, Satan doesn't challenge Jesus's identity this time, but what he tempts him with is he's offering Jesus something that is already going to be his prematurely. And the devil will do this in our lives, right? He tries to offer us things or things that God has made his promise to us, but he wants to try and give them to us prematurely. So for example, just to make it plain, I'll speak about Jordan so I don't talk about you. Dating, right? When you're dating, right, there are certain things that God has said that we should hold sacred for marriage, right? Sex is one of those things, right? When you don't keep that in the capsule of marriage, you are trying to achieve something prematurely that should be uh, attained later when you're in the right covenant, right? So the devil will offer us things in life prematurely. And if we aren't patient, if we don't have the clarity to hear God's voice and have that discernment, we'll take the bait and jump into something or take on something or go and get something that could be ours and that will be ours, but we'll take it on prematurely. Here we see that Jesus has discernment. He has the clarity. He has the strength. And lastly, we see this third point is that he has the humility to know who he is, who he's going to be, and wait for his right time. He doesn't rush into taking on the bait that Satan is providing him, but we see that Jesus acts in humility. And so the third point, one of the benefits of fasting is that it humbles us before the Lord. It humbles us and reminds us of our need for Jesus. When we fast, we are denying our physical body something that it needs to stay alive, right? We need food. We need water to stay alive. And if you don't believe me, try fasting for an extended period of time and you shall witness the glory of God face to face in heaven. Amen. So we understand that we are, as we are fasting, we need body. We need food. We need water. But we are leaning and depending on God for a short period of time as we fast, right? And when we fast, we know that it's only for a short period of time. We're doing a seven-day fast. We see that Jesus did a 40-day fast, which is a long period of time, but short in the grand scheme of a year or a life, right? And so as we are fasting, we're denying our flesh, seeking, seeking Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit to be our strength. And yes, family, we may fast for the immediate benefits, right? We may fast for the strengthening of our spiritual bodies. We may fast for clarity to hear God's voice. We may fast for humility. But we also must understand, right, that even though we are fasting for those immediate things, right, we believe that fasting has a greater and longer and extended impact on our lives. For instance, if we look at the life of Jesus, right, I think about how Jesus starts his ministry, right, um, with a fast, right? And this, I believe, propels him on his journey to fulfill his purpose on the cross. How impactful was it at the time when he was fasting and beginning his ministry? How important was it for him to build up that spiritual strength? How important was it for him to understand and have the clarity to hear God's voice? How important was it for him to humble himself? At the beginning of his ministry it was greatly important because we see throughout his entire life he's living out these things right we see no matter where he finds himself no matter who he's engaging with no matter who he's speaking to he has always walked with spiritual strength had clarity from the father and has humbled himself before everyone and we know that this is important right? And I think the ultimate example of this is found in his journey from Matthew chapter four all the way to Matthew chapter 26 as we see him in the garden of Gethsemane. And he's praying, Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine, right? And so the strength that he had in developed during his fast carried him all the way to the fulfillment of his purpose and his mission. You see, Jesus didn't gain spiritual strength, clarity from uh, God's voice and humility for his fast only, but for him to fulfill his purpose on the cross, right? A death that he did not deserve, but that one that he welcomed so that you and I, people who betray him on a daily basis, people who mock his sacrifice, that we may have an opportunity for right standing with God. So, family, as we get ready to go into a fast together, we have to understand the benefits of fasting. One, we gain our spiritual strength. We gain spiritual strength. Two, we get clarity from God, from whatever it is we may be seeking, for our future, whatever it may be. And then lastly, we are humbled through this process. And so then where does this leave us, right? We've heard this message, and we always say that after every message, we have an opportunity to respond. So for some of us, we may have heard this message, heard about the fasting and temptation of Jesus, and may feel a bit overwhelmed by what the text is saying, what it's requiring of us, what it's asking of us, right? And you may have questions. Great. If you have questions, we would love to answer those questions. We would love to walk with you on this journey. And so if that's you, we would ask that you would just put a one in the chat so that we could follow up with you and address that. The second response could be for those who have heard this message and are not in relationship with Christ. And before you begin fasting, before you join us on this journey, your response would need to be to take the first step and like the scriptures say, taste and see that the Lord is good. If that's you, we ask that you would put a two in the chat and what we want to do is pray for you and welcome you into the family. And lastly, for those who may be like me, who know who Jesus is, but rather than Doing the practice of fasting and honoring the body and seeking God, you decided to be like me and pursue your own ways of living to endorse the flesh. Our invitation for you is to return home. And the Bible tells us that the angels in heaven will rejoice for one sinner who repents. And so we would welcome you to repent at this time if that's you. So if you want to respond to the first invitation, you have questions, you want to dive deeper into the faith, we ask that you will put a one in the chat. If you want to accept Jesus Christ and taste and see that the Lord is good, we ask that you would put a two in the chat. And lastly, if you want to repent and return home, we ask that you would put a three in the chat. And we want to just pray with you and welcome you back into the family. I'll give you all a moment to respond. I'll come back, pray us out, and then we will uh, open up the floor for general discussion about this message, about fasting, and about what we are getting ready to partake in. So I'll give you a moment to respond, and then I'll pray for us as we close out. All right, let us pray. God, we thank you for the message that has went forth today. God, we pray that as we get ready to dive into fasting as a body, we pray that you would meet us here. As Sean said, we pray that you would exceed our expectations, God, whatever we may be seeking clarity for. We pray that we would have, we pray that we would gain strength spiritually, God. We pray that We would humble ourselves before you. And Lord, as we embark on this journey, we know that it will not be easy, but God, it's always worth it, Father. We thank you for our brothers and sisters. We thank you for bringing us up into the end of 2022, God. And as we go into 2023, God, we pray that this would be our best year yet in all aspects of our life, that we would be sold out to following you and that we would grow spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially in every capacity, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as we get ready to open up the floor for discussion, I don't know if you saw it or not, but Elaine and uh, Sean hopped on